Today is August 26th, and the Yankees have just completed a three-game series, a three-game series, a three-game series against the Dodgers, and they won the first, they won the last, they lost the middle. It was some good baseball, a lot of homers, a lot of fun. Let's do it, Jake. Let's talk Yanks. What is going on? Thank you, everyone, for joining us, for clicking play, hanging out with us today as we recap the series that was. It was a doozy. It was a fun one. It's a West Coast series. It's a late-night recording session, but I don't even care, Jake. I am excited to talk about this one. My name is John Boy, and I'm coming to you from New Jersey, and I've got my best friend and co-host wearing a Yankees polo, coming to you from Denver, holding the mic in his hand, usually has it in a holder, usually when you hold it in your hand, that's reserved for some serious business. How you doing, Jake? Jimmy, I am well. Uh, you're right. When, when the mic's in the hand... Uh, it's it's one of two ways. It's it's either really intense, like buckle up and get ready, or it's it's kind of a God is good area, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. I've I've got a wireless connection for the first time in a couple days. Uh, turns out the Yankees aren't horrible, uh, oh. which is which is really good news. Um, because, you know, if you haven't been watching them all year and seen them have the best record in the AL. But, man, the series went great. I am I had some highs and lows af- over the past couple days, but it is good to be home. Uh, noodle the Doodle Dog, Just the Doodle Mom, myself, some Yankees baseball. Jim, even seeing your smiling bubbly face is putting a little lead in my pencil right now so wow I'm, I'm i'm doing well how how are you my my friend i'm good like i said i'm happy i have jeans on right now i'm dressed for like nice. real, real world yeah yeah i'm i'm pretty much a jeans off inside the house forever and always but i went outside today because i i had to go to red bank for a, a kind of a fun meeting and so i had to dress like a normal human and it's so nice right. out it's like fall weather do you know when we were after the Oakland series, I was miserable. The internet was terrible. And I, I dropped the line to you. I said, if I wake up and it's 80 degrees again, I'm going to be so pissed. We're three yeah. days in a row. Haven't had it. It's, Very excited. It's, wi- it's wild, man. It's August to Labor Day used to be such a different thing when you're younger. Cause normally like in the Northeast, that's kind of the start of school time. Um, but normally, like, Labor Day is a big, you know, it's obviously, like, the end of summer weekend, right? Yeah. But for what we're doing now, I don't I don't know if it's just how we look at it or maybe it's a getting older thing, but it feels pretty crazy. It feels like, it feels like going mid-summer to fall in the snap of a fingers. Oh, um, I'm the opposite. Wild. This couldn't be dragging out any worse for me. I'm miserable. I want fall. 
Oh, no, no, no. I'm not. I didn't say that at all. I'm just saying like a week ago, it felt like the midst of summer, like exactly what oh, you just said. Yeah, 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 like yeah. you were you were sweating and dripping and oh, and now I mean, a, a week from now, it's going to be Labor Day. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the real stuff. This episode of Talking Yanks is brought to you by six beautiful people. First one, Chelsea Meister. The Meister. Next one. Simon Spine, with a P in front of Simon and a Y. I ain't falling for that, Simon. You want me to say Simon? It's a silent P. It's like pneumonia. That's Simon Spine. That's that's an anagram for Lord Voldemort. I don't know what that is. Uh, Robert Mack? Yep. Bobby Mack? Wow, Bobby Mack. It's fantastic. Bobby Mack. On Hell, or Angel. Probably Angel. Yep. Uh, Lindsay Geller. Right. I th- I thought I Russell. dated a Lindsay Geller once. It's Ross and Monica's cousin. I went and checked. I didn't date a Lindsay Geller. <laughs> Close call. <laughs> Close call. <laughs> I went and checked. Yeah. Scoured Facebook. And Sydney Mook. She's been around forever. What's up, Sid? Thanks, Sydney. Those are our most recent Patreon sponsors, subscribers, whatever you want to call them. They support us, and we really appreciate it. It's $2 a month. Go to patreon.com slash talking yanks. You can hang out. You get a chance to win a jersey twice every month, one via contest, one via raffle. The contest was how many wins will the Yankees have by the end of the road trip. Currently, they are two and four. But there's three left to go in Seattle. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, go do that if you want. There's all there's other perks like early access to our event. That early access is now closed and the event is open to the public. So if you want to come to a game with Jake and I and uh, the whole Talking Yanks community on September 17th, it is a Tuesday game. Uh, versus the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. So you can see Mike Trout play. He's pretty good, but not as good as Mikey Talkman. It's uh, all you can eat, all you can drink for 90 minutes before the game starts. So, like, we got to get the pregame together in a group in center field. And then we have tickets in left field box seats. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, there were tickets available. They're going pretty fast. The patrons scooped up a lot of them. But, yeah. uh, so go go get them because I don't know how many are, are still available. But that'll be yeah. fun. All, all you can drink beer. Do want to clarify that. Uh, there was an all you could drink beer and wine package, but it like only came with hot dogs. So we got we got a good food package, tenders, burgies, dogs, all you could drink beer. And yeah, it's the Mike T Bowl. So we're we're excited and those are now available to the public. Yeah. So we have, Jake, on the first little segment of the show here. That I'm gonna play a random sound effect for. Okay. Maybe I'll. Mm, I was gonna do the sad trombone for it, but I don't think I'm going to. No. No, I'm just gonna do this one. It's called crowd ambiance. Okay. This doesn't work. Stop it, Jimmy. The injury update, that? Jake. The injury update is awesome. It's fantastic. Are you ready yeah. for it? Yeah. So the first one is that Luke Voigt should be back friday for the homestand they're not going to fly him out to seattle they pretty much said that like we're in no rush but go play in his first game at triple a he had a home run his next game i think he went two or three for five uh he's probably feeling good the results are good 
uh, he, he'll be back. By the, by the time the Yankees don pinstripes, Voight will be back in them with the team. That's very exciting. The next piece of news is wild. Jordan Montgomery yeah. started his rehab. When they told me, now he got Tommy John last year, if you forgot, nicknamed Gumby, Jordan Montgomery, Monty, whatever you want to call him. He was doing really good, and then he had a setback, and when he had that setback, I completely wrote him off for this season. I was right. like, okay, Gumby's, Gumby's gone for next season. I didn't even know that this was a plan. I, I don't think they really promoted it as a plan. It was like, oh, and by the way, Gumby's starting a game for high A today in Tampa. So you and I haven't talked about this. What, I mean, where are you on Gumby? Because I, I was in the same boat with you. Because he was doing Tommy John, he had that setback, and you and I just washed our hands. He throws two innings. I mean, what do you think? He threw two clean innings. He had two or three strikeouts. That's so high A. He sat at 93 miles per hour, Jake. Yeah. He averaged. He well, sat, he threw. He threw at 93. He threw. His fastball yeah. sat at 93. When he was with the Yankees in 2017 in the first half of 18, he sat 91. He's throwing harder. Uh, I don't know, man. Now, Cashman made a point to say that Gumby is ahead of Seve in the timetable. Uh, but I don't know if they see they see Seve coming up to the MLB uh, and helping the team. Uh, who, that might not be the plan. But he's a lefty. If he can give you two innings, um, probably better than Hap. At, maybe. Actually, we don't know. But, like, maybe. I'd give it a shot out of the pen. He has the highest release point in Major League Baseball. So he's like, you know, it's a quirky lefty coming out of the pen. Oh, fuck, that sounds fun. I'm getting so ahead of myself. Yeah. Because, like, who knows? The plan could not even be for him to be in the MLB at all this year. Like, hey, just build it up, get back into the rhythm. Next year you're part of it. But I was shocked to hear that he was pitching in a game. Here's here's what I feel confident about. If And this is all obviously barring he continues to rehab and stay healthy, right? Is that Gumby finds his way on the roster for September. Uh, they get some innings out of him, potentially. I, I think what we're going to see is, and Domingo, and even the other starters, just getting them, I think we're going to see some extra rest days, whether it's mixing in a bullpen day, uh, whether it's having an opener day, whether it's there's an off day and they want to get an extra rest day. I think you're going to see the Yankees not really skip starts, but space starts out a little more, and I think Gumby can work his way in there. And, I mean, you just you need guys to throw innings, and you're going to have the roster spots. Um, the best case, or I guess, uh, I, I guess my maximum where I have Gumby, and maybe he can prove me wrong, man. I mean, maybe he comes up and he looks good and we need somebody to throw. My, my best case scenario for Gumby right now would be he comes in, he looks good, and he can beat out either Hap, Sessa, or whoever it is for the 25th man spot or the last pitcher yeah, yeah, on the so playoff that- roster. I, I think that's your best case for Gumby, and I don't think there's high odds on that, but, I mean, it's, it's baseball. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, the next one is that Sevy touched like 99 in his rehab or 98. It felt really good. Um, looked good. That's fun. And so Sevy's still on path. And I think he's going to, you know, kind of build up arm strength in 
with the with the club in the MLB. So that's exciting. Stanton is going to do on-field activities in Seattle. So it's just one step closer. It's nothing crazy, but they seem to have a plan with Stanton. So all, all the injury news is pretty good right now. Yeah, and I mean, the the only guy that we left out that I think this technically happened before. Well, we left a lot out, Edwin and Hicks as well. Well, Edwin and Hicks and Dellen. I mean, Dellen threw the two simulated innings. Uh, what was it? Two 16-pitch innings or something like that. So, yeah, man, it's... Uh, Again, it's knock on wood, or if if you if you're into the power of prayer or whatever, but everything has has sounded good of late, and yeah, I've it's it's gotten to the point where the the Twitter question has come back like, well, so who's the odd man out in this lineup? And it's like, you know what? <laughs> let's let's wait until Edwin Encarnacion's on the field after his wrist injury. Let's see if Giancarlo Stanton. <laughs> can like take live batting practice all right so before you start playing that game um we're in a uh, good place though we're in a good place with the injuries we're winning um people are performing and like we don't have to rush anyone back no no i mean they uh, may try to rush stanton and edwin um but i don't think like we're damned if we do damned if we don't last year I was very scared about Judge not being part of the postseason. I don't feel that way about Stan and Edwin. Now, they'd be big, big upgrades, big perks, but I don't feel the same way I did about Judge last year. I was like, they need to get this dude back. Yeah, and that's and, – and again, I, I don't, I don't want to be the bad guy here, Jim, but, you know, we, we did this conversation – what was it? what was it when the team got healthy for the first time? Was it middle of June, start of yeah. July? Yeah. That like Stanton came back and we had that power lineup. And I I mean I I said it. I was like more injuries and stuff are going to happen and it did. Um so I don't know. I know that game gets exciting. Root for everyone to get healthy cuz the guys we're talking about are really good players and these aren't shots fired. Um, you know, Mike Ford's been doing some really nice stuff, but Edwin Encarnacion's a lot better than him. Uh, Tyler Wade, currently on the roster. I know, doppelganger and all of that, but, you know, there's some guys I would take over him. Giancarlo Stanton, the former MVP. So let's see who's healthy and who's there. And yeah, like you were saying, Jim, the Yankees have a little bit of luxury because I don't think rush is the right word because I don't want them rushing Giancarlo Stanton for no reason but I think the word rush would be used like hey if Giancarlo Stanton's healthy and and there's nowhere to really rehab him at double a there's two weeks left in the season we can almost rehab him on the major league level like take your two at bats and get out of the game so the Yankees do have some luxury in that if we get there but let's let's get there yeah okay Cool. That's the injury update. We're done. Nice. It's not that bad. I'm excited. You gonna play the crowd noise again? Yeah. What was that as I played? It's good stuff, man. I thought it was gonna be like someone cheering. It's just, just ambient crowd noise, like it says. Just crowd noise. <laughs> if we ever we just say we're doing a live show and I play that in the background the whole time. Yeah. All right. Live at Central Perk, 
It's John Boy and Jake. We're talking, Yanks. Thanks for joining us live here today, guys. Okay, go away. All right, we did it. We were live. That was crazy. That was nuts. Nuts. All right, let's do the fun stuff. Let's burn these games. I am excited. You want to burn the games then? Yeah, let's do it, Jake. All right. Game one, Yankees in L.A. Big shit happening. On your mark. Get set. Burn. Game one, Yankees-Dodgers, New York, Los Angeles, as two of the best teams in baseball face off, and never mind New York and L.A., Jim. How about Canada versus South Korea? James Paxton, the Big Maple, faces off with Hin Chin Ryu as the first of three outside Hollywood. Hey, L.A., let's introduce you to a couple guys you've heard of in the third. Aaron Judge and Gary Sanchez. Call him Jesse J and Ariana Grande because bang, bang into the room. Two nothing, Yanks. Jim, the pride of Hebron, Connecticut. AJ Jackson Pollock, RBI 2 to 1. Are we going to have a game here? No. Yanks put on a grand performance. When I say grand, Jim, I mean it. Sir Didi, Merrickson, Gregorius, Grand Salami, Guardy, RBI double, Yawn. Oh, yeah, L.A., why don't you meet this fella, too? Glaberbomb, Glaberbomb. Didi hits another later in the ninth just for funsies. And, Jim, another solid Paxton start? Eyes emoji, Pax to Canely, to the Hialeah Kid, Nestor Show? Yanks get to Ryu, take game one, 10-2 final. Real nice game one. A real, real nice game one. Ryu, best pitcher at home. Did you see his ERA? Oh, no, no, no. I'm only going to do this once because I, I think it's obnoxious, but I got littered with we're doomed. Yep. There's no way we win this series with Ryu and Kershaw going. I got bombarded with people that had no faith, and I said on this show and the pregame show, why would you not have faith? If anyone's going to beat Ryu and Kershaw, it's the Yankees. They're the best team in baseball. It's not a shock. We should not be shocked that the Yankees won these games this series. That's the only time I'm going to say it because I know it's annoying to be like, I told you so, but fucking let's have faith in the good team that is the New York Yankees. Getting to Ryu is awesome. Judge with another homer. I called that on the pregame show with Joes who filled in filled in with you, uh, for you. It's good stuff, man. And, I mean, Paxton's going to get talked about a lot later. I will say this. I was shocked at the Dodgers lineup game one. I understand like their lineup's different for lefties, so it was a little different. But when I saw that Bellinger bats fourth, which he does up for all the time, and then Muncie was fifth, it's like Paxton gets to do a first inning without facing Bellinger, without facing their two best hitters. This is great. <laughs> like, I, I was shocked that that's how they do it. Why do they have Ballinger bat fourth? Jim, it's it's been I I think it's been labeled part of their problem because I I think over the course of the regular season you can mix up the lineups and they have guys play a lot of different positions and stuff. But I mean, and this isn't a shot at David Freeze, who's he's having another nice year. But 
you know, when you see guys like David Freeze higher in the order than Cody Bellinger, who might win the MVP this year, um, it, it's kind of shocking. And I, I mean, dude, re- remember the Red Sox series last year? That was one of the big stories. So uh, I don't know. The Dodgers kind of have their formula, and that's what they do. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's when it doesn't work, it just seems like you're doing the other team a huge favor. Yeah, I was I was so happy. I was like, damn, this is awesome. Yeah, Bellinger's hits fourth, and then I like looked at it, and he hits fourth all the time. Like, yeah, fantastic. It's <laughs> less at bats, and we don't have to see him in the first inning. That was kind of confusing. Um, but yeah. Paxton was fantastic, man. So good. And then intentionally, Gary hits the home run from his knee, fastest to 100, uh, uh, second fastest to 100, fastest catcher. Walking Gary to get to Didi. Now that's just the biggest fucking gut punch. I mean, a grand slam is always a gut punch. Bring the game from two to one to six to one. That's always, you know, going to be a blow. But when it's, you intentionally walk Gary, and then Didi jumps on the very first pitch. There's a little added emphasis to that gut punch. That was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, Didi with the bases loaded and first pitch. I mean, you got to know better than that, the Dodgers. I know. It was middle-middle from Rio. It was like. I, you know, I, I know NLAL and all that stuff, but come, come on. I mean, listen to some talking Yanks and figure it out a little bit. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, man, that's, that's huge. And, uh, again, I, I mentioned earlier all the, all the talk about who's going to be the odd man out in this totally healthy Yankees team. And some people think it's Didi. I don't want to spoil it for you. I mean, unless it's a tough lefty, it's not because Didi p- does some pretty special stuff at shortstop and he's a really good hitter. Did yeah. the, the, the the dude missed half the season. He didn't have a spring training or everything. You take out his first hundred at best. Look, Jake, you're cutting out stats again. Well, there's kind of a reason, people. That's that's why we do that game because you, you're looking for things. And uh, yeah, man, Didi. And and you know, Didi can't hit away from the stadium. Gary's a bum, even I, though he's the fa- he's the fastest American League player ever to hit hundred home one. runs. I saw your tweet where you were coming at the haters. I didn't know that people were saying Didi can't hit away from Yankee Stadium. So his stats now they look good on the road this year, but all of all of his home runs are to right field. Like Didi doesn't hit opposite field home runs, so people tie that into Yankee Stadium and everything. Oh, uh, that's stupid. Who care yeah. who cares? He plays there. That's yeah, that's why they traded for him. Like they traded that's why, for Didi that's because why they got that guy. They thought his swing would fit Yankee Stadium, yeah. and, and it does. Why are we complaining? Turned out. Why is that? A, I don't. Yeah, I hadn't run into that one. I was looking at your tweet, and I was like, oh, and I was like, wait, people are saying that about Didi? I didn't know that, but cool. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Judge guy, also good. Might talk about him more. Yeah, uh, Boone's decisions here. So uh, he lets Paxton go into the seventh inning. Uh, which is good. And he was going batter by batter there. And once what happened, he, uh, there was a ground out, right? So fly ball, the Chris Taylor hit a double and then Paxton. Oh, he gets the ground out, but his pitch count was pretty high through 109 pitches. I liked it. I liked letting him go batter by batter. Cause if he could have got the, 
if he could have got one, two, three, then he gets the seventh inning. That might have been the deal there. Like, hey, you get three batters. Get him out. You get to 110 pitches. And then you bring in Canely. Um, he gave up a double right away to uh, Kike. Kike. But whatever. Uh, then he gets out of it. I was fine with that. Then I was a little upset that they went to Nestor because I was saying Britain needs the work. Are they hiding an injury or something like that? Like, Britain hasn't pitched in seven days now. I'm wrong because Britain came out on his long rest and looked phenomenal two outings in a row. So, I but I was saying at the time I would have gotten Britain an inning of work in this game just because he hadn't pitched in so long. It turns out didn't need it. I'm wrong. I'm a big dummy. Nestor comes in. Nestor actually has two good innings. Um, so at that point they had subbed out uh, Bellinger and stuff. Like it was, it was only nine to two. They subbed him out because Paxton made him look like a fool. But I, I liked all of uh, all of Boone's moves. There weren't. I didn't think he messed anything up here. Yeah, and I I think it's funny. We've we always. We always talk about how the Yankees value rest, and that comes out in a lot of different fashions. And I, I think part of this road trip when you know the, the, the four horsemen weren't really getting used, I think it shifted a little bit to like, well, we, let's give these guys a break then. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, if we need them, we'll need them. Um, but, hey, if we're going to give them that much rest, we might as well keep it going. So, I mean, if you can let the Hialeah kid rip it on players weekend – Oh, do you want to talk about the jerseys at all? We haven't talked about that. I mean, we 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 have to a little. I uh, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about it. Just bad. I mean, it, it's a dead horse now because I think everyone said they're bad. Francona said he was embarrassed yeah. to make a pitching change. A lot of managers came out and said they were like, like who okayed this? Um, yeah, I don't really get it. So I tweeted out like they're supposed to be colorful and fun and like personality driven, and you have them looking like. They're playing prison yard baseball or something like that. And then people were like, well, that's the thing. They said they were going to give them a blank canvas so that their personality would shine. And it's like, that's so stupid. Yeah. Were well, you going to let them put stickers on their jerseys or something? Because then that would work. You give them a blank canvas and didn't allow them to color it in. It's terrible. The whites, the, the blacks grew on you a little bit. The whites were horrible. You got to go look up Craig Council wearing it, Jake. He looks like uh 2003 extra in avril levine's skater boy video lucky um yeah i i i think that is funny you're right like that you know all that all black that that ends up looking kind of cool um more importantly you could see the numbers and the nicknames uh which you know i think that's something we should be pushing on players weekend is being able to know who it is uh and i mean it's just it's so laughable, Jimmy. We've, ba- if if we went back in time and it was, if it was eight, the years eighteen ninety, and we were we were at a baseball game, and we showed up in an all white uniform, they'd say, "Oh, you you know you can't play in all white. That makes it tough to see the baseball." That would be like <laughs> the only thing they'd tell us. And here we are, a hundred thirty years later, you know, testing out the all white unis, and it's like. How did how did no one think of that? Um, so yeah, I I don't know. I think uh, I, you're right. The the dead horse got beat. Um, I think the black unis were kind of a win. The the white painter outfits, like you call them, uh, basically a major loss. And then again, like it, I, 
baseball just they don't connect some of these dots that need to be connected. Like I, I know we had some fun with it, but like you can't have Tyler Wade coming up to the plate with a silver bat and they just go, no, illegal. Like what? Like what what are we doing, people? So um I don't know. I think uh I mean when players weekend is still a fairly new thing, right? A couple years ago was the first time or even this, last year. I this, don't know. This is the third year. Okay. So uh I mean it's a good concept. It's a fun concept, but I mean the cleats Jim, are cool. I'm, yeah, the cleats are cool and I'm I'm not going to actually get worked out about it, but I like it, it is so baseball that at the end of players weekend that should be this pinnacle of fun stuff on the baseball field the story from baseball's players weekend is oh the white unis you couldn't see anything and they were pretty dumb like that's just baseball in a nutshell yeah it's pretty nuts pretty bizarre all right let's burn game two this was a fun one let's burn game two then here we go on your mark get set Burn. The big man, CC Sabathia versus oh, Tony Gonsolin. Hey, that guy owes me money. But you know who else is money, Jim? It's not Judy. It's not Mathis. It's not Sotomayor. It's Aaron Judge. The big man is en fuego. That means on fire, baby. Check out Talking Baseball on all podcast apps. That put the Yanks down one due to a Justin Turner two-run job in the third in what would turn out to be a pitcher's duel at Chavez Ravine. Jim, top nine. It's still two to one Dodgers. Didi strikes out bunting. Okay, but we get some traffic on the bases. I turned into Regis Philbin here and chaos. Guardian to second. He beats the throw, but he was called out and a fake time was called. Glaber scores, but he doesn't. Oh, no. Big Kenley Jansen comes back. He strikes out the last two batters. Jim, the Yanks lose in maybe controversial fashion for the first time this year. Two to one, Doyers. Controversial. It's a tough word. Controversial? 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 Yeah, I think it, I don't think it's seal. I think it's controversial. No, but I feel like people like to say the seal version. I feel like they feel like that's more powerful. Controversial. I never heard it before. All right. But, uh, yeah, man, this game, good baseball game. Good baseball game. Let's start at the top. CeCe versus, um, what's his name, Gonsolin, who's climbing up my leaderboard of pitchers I do not like. One looks like a We got to get you an all-pirate team soon. Yeah, right, like you did your Hot Boys of Summer. I'm going to have to do my all-pirate team. All-pirate team of summer. Um. Did you hear, like, all the facts about him? Dude loves cats. Let's hear him. He loves cats. He's obsessed with cats. He calls uh, Saturday, Catter Day, and he, like, uses, like, the word cat. He has a lot of puns, and he's got multiple cats, and fucking looks like a pirate, and he's growing on my least favorite players in baseball. Tony Gonsolin. Fucking... I love cats, guys. That's my thing. Okay, shut up. Well, we're not friends, huh? Yeah. Okay. I thought I was going to be able to come to your apartment. Now I can't. Now I can't come to your apartment, Tony. He's so he's he's not a hot boy. He was a gross boy. 
the debut of Corey Gearin. CC looked good. His line sucked because they took him out because it's the National League and they didn't want him to hit again. Um, he was through 78 pitches. He had like one tough inning. The home run to Turner kind of sucks. Um, hung a pitch and Turner hit it out. But other than that, see, it's seven strikeouts and four innings. I think, you know, if he completes the fifth there, I, I think we're looking at that and saying, hey, that's what we expect from CC. And the only reason he didn't even get a chance to go out for the fifth is because, um, you know, his time in the order was coming up and all that stuff. So, and the rest of the bullpen. So I'm not upset with CC's outing. It's not great. He gave up, uh, you know, two run homer, whatever. Yeah, and again, I mean, you know, our our view of CC is starting to mold where, you know, if you are starting to dream of a playoff roster, you know, CC might be the one going into a Nestor Cortez role slash coming in just to get a lefty. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of a... If the Yankees are up in a playoff game 11-2 to and they need three innings, hey, toss it to Big C. That might be fun. Yeah. John in the chat says, second start after the IL, so it might have been a pitch limit thing. That's true. Maybe. Maybe that's true. The The debut of Corey Gearin, if you don't know who that is, they sent Johnny Lasagna down. They picked Corey Gearin up off waivers. He's like a sidearm thrower, and he's got the, the most arm side run. So if you're a righty, it goes from left to right, like a two-seamer, on his two-seamer in the MLB, they said. It's crazy. Uh, so they think they have a fix for Corey Gearin for a little bit at least. Uh, so he's like their latest project. He comes in, ground out, fly ball, single to Will Smith, and then Chad comes in to, to clean it up. But that's something of note, I guess. The Yankees bats. Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah. I, I think the biggest thing about Gearin is that that people need to know is like he's a major leaguer. He's He's been in the major league since 2011. Um, you know, two eight, 288 career relief innings. Um there's two starts in there, but I think they're opener starts. Uh, and yeah, and I, I, I'm not going to throw this in the prospect hugger's face, Jim, but you know, there was people that were telling us in spring training that why would you go out and get pitching when Johnny Lasagna is going to have a huge year? That's not exactly how baseball works right now. The Yankees would rather have journeyman Corey Guerin in their bullpen than Johnny Ells because they just don't – he's got all the talent in the world, but they don't know what they're going to get out of him right now. So, um, yeah, just, I don't know, exiling a couple of our fans real quick. Those aren't our fans. Those kids, I have them blocked on Twitter. I hate that kid. Boom roasted. Um, it's like we're the only person. Uh, no, but, I mean, with that, Corey Gearing could be gone and Lasagna could be just back up, and I wouldn't be shocked. Oh, yeah. It's like nothing. Chad it's Green. Dependable. Chad Green threw 30 pitches again. There, that's three outings in a row for Chad, stretched out to 30-plus pitches. I, that has to be by design. I think they want to keep him stretched out. He, uh, he faced one, two, th- he faced six batters and had four strikeouts. He looked pretty good. His slider was nasty. It was really good. No hits, no, hits, no walks, four Ks. Yep, all yeah. day. Ottavino comes in, he walks a guy, then gets the 2-0 pop out. Fine. Britain has a fantastic inning. And then all the drama comes in the ninth when Kenley Jansen's up. The Yanks are down one. Didi takes the 3-1 pitch, which I think was a ball high, and tries to bunt for a double because when it went 3-1, they shifted even more. I'm fine with that. I'm not like in love with that move from Didi there on 3-1 pitch, but I'm fine with it. 
three two tries to do it again and that's when that's you can't do that and and he was pretty Didi was pretty uh defensive in his post-game interview like well if i was confident to do it three one i'm confident to do it three two if it, i'm a team player uh if it works out that's great for the team and that's what i was trying to do help the team and anyone who thinks that that's move is otherwise blah blah he was like, pretty defensive but here's the thing Didi. if you do it three two you got to get it down you gotta you i mean don't even try to ride the foul line like you got to put that thing in play because that's a free out against a pitcher who who, who you had in a three one count and you hit two home runs the game before <laughs> Yeah, that and Jim, what you just said was 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 a good point. The three two, you have to get it down. I know that sounds obvious, but I I think, it, and I just stumbled into this thought as I do with many. Three one, if you want to go for the slap double, sure. Three two, if you really believe in that, you're going for a slap single. Yeah, like you can't be thinking about the slap double. And Jim, that's the thing where I am surprisingly not. Uh, too mad at it because if Didi does get that down, which I'm, he gave it two good attempts, you know, it didn't work out, but they, they were close. Jim, if he does do that, I think we're here like, damn, Didi's, Didi's got it all, man. He's, he's got the stones to do that. You know, how many, how many times last year were we asking guys when we needed a base runner like, Greg Bird, just lay down that bunt, man. It's right there for you. Um, I don't know. Didi saw an opportunity, one run in the ninth. Um, it, it obviously, it sucked. The result sucked. And if you're going to do that 3-2, you're absolutely right. Like, you can't leave it to chance. And he did, and he, he, he screwed up. So, um yeah, I, I'm just picturing if he does get that bunt, and you know, we're talking a game of angle on the bunt there, where he's he catches that just a little bit differently, and he does get a double down the line. I think right now we're screaming from the walls about big balls, Didi Gregorius. Um, instead, you look like an idiot. Yeah, my thing was like Jansen was not finding the zone. So anyway, then Glaber Torres takes a little off-speed pitch, singles. Brett Gardner, off-speed pitch to first base. They can't make the play. Two on. Gio Urshela grounds one to third. They throw it to second to get the force out. Gardner goes in hard, takes out Muncy. Actually, Gardner was safe. He beat the throw. Muncy goes down as he's laying on the ground. He lays down for a little longer than he should have. And Glaber sees that, tries to go home. They call timeout. I'm kind of nauseated from this already because Dodgers fans, this is a Yankee community, so it's a little different. Dodgers fans, like, I don't know why Dodgers fans were upset. Yankees fans are trying to figure out the rule about when and who can call timeouts. You guys won. Just enjoy your win. I have no harm or ill will against whatever you guys are doing. It seems like bullshit to me, and I just don't get it. So Glaber never retouches third. So he's running, right, the entire time. He's kind of backtracking a little bit. He sees Muncy's not getting up. Uh, Now, it makes it worse that Muncy has admitted he laid down just a little bit of soccer to, like, fake it. Good job, Muncy, but that sucks. Jansen kind of turns and asks for time from the ump, which all pitchers do at all times to get the new ball. Like, that's not special to this situation. Uh, uh, 
pitcher and a catcher and any infielder like putting their hands up and looking at that happens almost every play. Time, okay, new ball, you know. The ump has to grant time, so it has no with no bearing on when the Dodgers call it. That because because that, that's not the rule. The rule is that it's timeout when the ump calls it. The ump was on delay and calls it after Glaber breaks. He never even stopped. It just seems very convenient that Muncie can lay there and they can call time after Glaber breaks. Is if Muncie was actually injured, is scoring that run there like good? No, but the thing is, Muncie wasn't actually injured, and that sets an even worse precedent. So the whole thing's kind of sloppy. Yeah, and I you you do start to wander into some gray areas, right? Because it's it's kind of like uh, remember the the Cameron Mabin swinging bunt he had the other day that the umpires said it was a double hit and it like wasn't at all. Yeah, like the the MLB needs to work on. The NFL has done this. When there's a when there's a fumble in the NFL, they play it out as a fumble. Because if you mess it up and you say it's no fumble, but it was, that makes it a lot harder to review. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened here. And I I mean it is really tricky because it was a bang bang play at second. Um but I think basically when they called Gardner out and then there is the collision. I mean, it's it's almost like a semi interference on Guardy. Yet when he's safe, like Guardy's entitled to the bag, so it wouldn't be at all. So the whole thing got messy. It, it was an ugly play that does end up in some gray areas. But you're right. Like it, you you had it. Glaber never retouched third. Um, and I don't know, man. It just felt like one of those little league plays where you can picture like you know, the whoever's buddy's dad is is the coach of your eight-year-old team, and they're like, hey, get the ball to the pitcher in the infield because the play can still go on. Like, they can keep running if they want. And the Yankees did, and they would have scored, but... Yeah, on most uh, plays, Muncie takes that ball if he's in pain and, and tosses it to a, the closest player to him. Like, hey, I'm hurt, you take this. Yeah. And play goes on until, like, it's officially dead, like runners are stationary. That's how it normally plays out. So I don't know. It's weird. Like I'm not. I'm not saying they're going to protest. The Yankees blew a ton of chances after that. Talkman, all he needed to do is hit a ball in the air. He strikes out on the cutters, and then Gary the same thing, swinging at those 92 mile per hour cutters that don't look special. But what do I know? I mean, there's a lot of chances. Glaber could have ran on the pass ball earlier. There's a lot of things. So that's like where Dodgers fans are also like, why don't you complain about this? And I'm like, well, I will. Yeah. Those those are also bad. But it's a very confusing play. I'm trying to figure it out. Because it seems like you just call time now if you're on the ground and then no runners can advance ever. And anyone can call time. Like if Muncie called time and the second base ump granted Muncie that time, then I get it. But that's not how it happened. Yeah. No, I mean, the the whole thing was a mess. And um, I don't know. It sucks. And like you said, I mean, you know, and and. It was a good game. I mean, Mike Talkman hit a ball that we thought was also out earlier in this game. Brett Gardner hit one to the wall that Bellinger made a, made a great catch on. So, I don't know. It was good baseball. It kind of sucks that the the main part of the conversation is about that last play that did look like a messy Little League play. 
but uh, it's how it went down. And yeah, and the, I, you you said that great, Jim. It's it, Yankee fans where you shouldn't be pointing at the Dodgers and saying that game got stolen from us. No, the Yankees had their chances to win it. Um, it just sucks that it went down like it like it did. Yeah, yeah. And I'm still confused about the ruling and the precedent it sets. And I've gone through the rule book like a million times. So many people send it, and it's like okay. They're all kind of just all vague for vagueness point. So whatever. Yeah, that was it's okay. a I I encourage if you're someone who's really into baseball rules, go uh, just for funsies. Go and take the umpire test because you will be blown away by how much crap can happen on a baseball field that you would not believe how many rules there have to be. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's go to game three. I was pretty excited for this. Sunday night baseball. I don't love Sunday night baseball, but it is Yankees-Dodgers. That is fun and rare, and the series was tied, which makes for a fun circumstance, and it's Domingo versus Kershaw. So, I mean, for... And, Jim, I, I'm not saying this in a bullying way, but I, I think this series was better baseball than you expected coming into it. I didn't expect bad baseball. Well, I, I think like even intensity level, I think these games were equal to Oakland. Yeah, I do. I do think I was I, I was a bit wrong. The fanfare, the guest was A-Rod at game one in the booth. Yeah. I thought they were going to, like, that was awesome. So I was really happy yeah. with that. Um, like, Corey Guerin made his debut. So it wasn't like, they weren't like playoff games. Right. Um, but it was good baseball for sure. I thought games good two baseball, and three were really good baseball. Crowd was, I, was having a good time. It was a good regular season baseball game. They kept. I, I hate when the yeah. announcers lie. Like this feels like a playoff game. No, it doesn't. You know what feels like playoff games? Playoff games. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can't manufacture that. I will say the Dodgers crowd was really loud though. They brought a lot of energy. That was that, good. That that game that game three crowd was starting to get close to playoff vibes. And I mean, what, the, I mean, the, did you have any like the, uh, I'd maybe that what that means to me means different to other people. Like, did you have any yeah. sense of panic or no. like you were going to no, be heartbroken or you were living no, and dying on every no, pitch? I'm just saying the crowd was loud, man. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, OK, it's so that's crowd. when people say yeah. it feels like a playoff game. That to me means like, no, I mean, like it doesn't. The Yankees don't seat. get a win. They don't get a win for a playoff game there. No. Be cool yeah. if they did. Crowd was loud. That nice. Crowd was loud. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to game three and talk about it. Here's the burn. Let's talk about it. On you, Mark. Get set. Burn. Domingo on Domingo Herman versus the pride of Highland Park, Texas. Clayton Kershaw as two of the winningest pitchers of this MLB season on two of the winningest teams of this MLB season. Meet up for a rubber match in California. Buckle up. First batter of the game, the big fundamental. DJ 26 with another hit. But you know what, Jim? Lead off homers? Uh, yeah. How about young Jock? Jock Peterson says, I'll have what he's having. Also a lead off home run. It's 1-1 after one. Top three. He's back. Aaron Judge. Third straight game with a homer. 
2-1 Yanks. Jim, both pitchers were grooving. Really good baseball. That Kershaw curveball is fun. But, Jim, top six, Mike Ford batting for Didi after he got hit by a pitch earlier, and he is built for tough. He gets Clayton Kershaw into the seats. 3-1 Yanks. Top eight. I don't pop Molly. I rock Mike Ford again. This time it's an RBI double. Are you kidding me? The Yanks pen goes bedtime mode because they were lights out, Jim. Geo bloops in a Geico run just for schlitz and giggles. Herman to Vino to Canely to Britton to Chapman. Yanks win 5-1. They take two out of three in L.A. versus the Dodgers. Let's go, Yanks. This game was everything you wanted as a Yankee fan. I mean, DJ gets to Kershaw right away. So right away you get a little bit of breathing room and not like, damn it, are we going to have to wait till Kershaw does his thing and he reaches his pitch limit and then we can try and get the bullpen? Because if Kershaw is like three innings, that's what you're doing. Just work the count and get him out of here. But right away, like, ooh, okay, nice. Judge hits another home run. Obviously Yankee fans want that. Didi getting hit. Yankee fans don't want that. But another replacement. Next man up, Ford goes deep. You want that. And then Domingo has a great outing. Um, but the four horsemen, man, were incredible. Every every out was a highlight. It was insane. The, uh, this, I mean, this is how we draw up a good game as the Yankees. The Britain inning. Um, clinical. Five, five pitches. As clinical, um, it's just mean. Um, Crazy man, Tommy can't. And at, at that's that's been maybe the most exciting part for me, Jim. Um, in the Dodgers series, um, and then we we played another series recently. It wasn't Oakland. Um, maybe it was the Twin series. Uh, we we played another playoff team. And it, it was Tommy Canely coming into a high-leverage situation, and he looked great. And I was like, yep, sign, sign me up for that. And, I mean, that's what we got in this game, too. And it's uh, So do, do you like that they split the Otto and Canely inning? Now, I believe that if Domingo could only go six, they were ready, or Domingo could only go five, they were ready to go the four horsemen for the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth. But Domingo was looking good. He goes six innings. You got four. Let's use all four the best way we know how. So they give Canely the lefty there to end it. Are you okay with that, or would you rather just let Otto do it? I'm fine with that, Jim. They flexed on him. Um, and we we talked about the, the West Coast trip rest days and how it was scary for Britain. ended up looking incredible. Um, no, we flexed on him. Uh, why even bother? Um, Adovino shoved he threw the frisbee up there uh i mean tommy canely man if there was maybe i'm a writer now jim but wow if there was a list of pitchers that you know what's coming and it can't be stopped canely's change up right now i mean if he gets two strikes he's not even going to bother with a high fastball He's not going to bother with a fastball off the plate. He's just going to throw you that changeup because try. If it's out of the zone, try not to swing at it because you probably won't. And if it's in the zone, you're probably not going to touch it either. 
he uh he he was awesome. He was awesome, huh? He just he is. He's this whole season we we kind of forget how how great it's been, but um and yeah, Jim, I mean, you you're so right. We 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 get to walk away from this series. We beat Ryu and Kershaw um and we did it Jim, it's almost we did it the way that we're supposed to do it, right? <laughs> like couple home runs, the bullpen was lights out, um, and you know, I, I Domingo, I guess, is getting overlooked in that equation because, um, uh, especially when I didn't think he looked special. He got a lot of Babbitt. Like if we're the Dodgers, we're saying we hit into a lot of lo- a bad luck. Not uh, not special, um, but it's it was a good performance at L.A., especially when last episode we were talking about Road Domingo being a thing. I'm not trying to dis- diminish. It's a great result, but, like, it wasn't the sharpest, best. Per- like, he got – there's a lot of hard at balls. Gardner running down that ball in center was huge. I think there was two walks and five hits. Is that what it was? So, like, seven base runners. Um, and I don't know how many Ks he had. It's hitting to a lot of contact, a lot of hard hit outs, but it was, it was a good. It's a good result, and I'm happy that it happened. You're saying like yeah. the bullpen fucking dominated. Domingo got oh, the I mean, job they, done. Let me uh, let me see if I could do some quick math here, Jim. The bullpen pitched three innings, <laughs> three innings from the bullpen, zero hits, um, only one walk. The walk by Chapman when he first came in. But in three innings, they recorded seven strikeouts. Um, so only two guys got out not via the strikeout. So, yeah, they flexed on them. Yeah. Good for them. Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, yeah, dude, I don't even know. Judge promised a guy a home run and hit a home run. That's cool. Oh, and so I found out who the guy was. Did you know this? Bullpen coach's grandpa or something like that? Bullpen catcher's dad, I believe. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess they're they're familiar with them, but uh, I I don't know, man. You know, people. There's you know, oh, a Aaron Judge might have a girlfriend. Huge huge news on Yankees Twitter. Does have a girlfriend? I know her name. Won't share. Huge news. Um, yeah, she is my ex. That's confirmed. Um, but I, Jim, like Aaron Judge. He lives this ridiculous life. We saw it day one at spring training. When he comes out, all eyes are on him. He has to sign. He doesn't have to, but he signs autographs at nauseum. And he does everything the Yankee slash, like, Jeter way. And it's wild to the point that people speculate, and they're like, yo, what's Aaron Judge actually like? Because he can't be that dude. Jim, when I found out... It was the bullpen catcher, and he, he talked about the bullpen catcher like he's one of his close friends. He's Aaron freaking Judge, man. Freaking, look at Jakey. I know you don't. I know you don't like the word freaking, but some. I think it was actually more impactful than the actual f word there. And man, I, I I don't know. He's just a special dude. The the guaranteed home run thing. I mean, it is what it is. He said, "I'm gonna get one for you." Um, I'm sure there's been a couple times when he said that, and he hasn't. <laughs> I, I know I've had a couple times when I said that, and I haven't, which is every time. But uh, he's 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 the best, man. Yeah, that'll take us right into awards. Who are brought to you by our friends over at Roosevelt's mm. R S V L T S. They don't like vowels. 
They were the company that provided the Yankees with those Savages shirts on the plane. They got the Sandlot ones. They got a ton of shirts that they say and uh, are true. Conversation starters. You wear a shirt, people are going to say, yo, where'd you get that shirt? That shirt's cool. I want a shirt like that. And they got a whole bunch of them. Pop culture, sports, baseball. If you go to rsvlts.com slash johnboy, you will get 20% off your next purchase. They upped it because, because want to know why, Jake? Because our, our, um, our listeners and our community is so fucking great. He went to the bank, the Roosevelt guy, to do some bank stuff. And the fucking guy at the bank said, Roosevelt, I heard about you on John Boy. Wow. You know how much that helps us? It's fucking crazy. Thanks to that bank guy. Anyway, so it's 15% off. Helped everyone. He's like, let's raise it, dude. People are liking it. So go to rsvlts.com slash John Boy. Get yourself some fun shirts. Jake and I are going to get our, ourselves some. We should do that tomorrow, Jake. We should let's do that. Do tomorrow, we should lock then. up and get our shirts tomorrow. Cool. They are bringing you awards. And the first award that we do here on Talking Yanks is... Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Yeah. And Jake... You get to go first. Well, uh, I, you, you said it was a good segue. I mean, it, it, it should have been my whole conversation. It's, it's Aaron James Judge, Jimmy. He, I don't know if you know this, he homered in every game this series. Yeah. Uh, Jim, he pulled another home run. So that, that over-under voicemail question of one and a half home runs, uh, we cleared it. Nice. Uh, um. It's it's August. Jim, he looked he looked good, man. Even the singles, the home run to center field, my word. Um, my, did you hear uh Sterling's call for that? Uh yeah, I was just gonna say, I mean, that was uh that that was worth the price of admission. You gonna bring her up? Yeah, keep talking. I'll try to bring it up. It's good. Okay. Um I mean he did it uh, look at the three home runs he hit. Center and then the curveball, which I, I saw someone was like, oh, yeah, that Kershaw curveball was a little bit of a meatball. No, it wasn't, man. That was 75 moving, and it was the upper qua- upper left quadrant. And Judge and Jimmy, that the, the gif you made of it, the ball jumps off his bat like, like nobody else's I've seen. Um, and it's because he's a monster. He's very strong and big. He's a giant. Uh, guys, if you that took size... all our muscles, if you took all your muscles and all my muscles in our upper body, okay. All right. So you die and I die, and the people at the morgue cut out all our muscles, and they take all your arm and upper body muscles and they stack them on top of mine, and then they re-sew the skin together. Do you think we're as big as Judge? I don't. I don't. Ah. Uh... It'd be close. I don't. I think he's got both of us combined. It'd be close because I was going to say I was worried about the legs, but I don't know. We've got some meaty legs that I think if we had the right Frankenstein doctor, they could do that. Um, upper body, I've been put in that work, and you've got you've got some hidden natural strength from your hockey days and just being a squat guy. So I think there's a chance, but the fact it's a conversation <laughs> I, I think is the point. Here's the Sterling call. The 3-2. Swung on and hit it to center. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Wow. What a home run. A judging blast. He hit the ball to dead center. It was out when he swung the bat. 
All rise. Here comes the judge. I love when he throws in those. Wow. Can you just play the start of it again and the hit into center? Just how excited he is. The 3-2. Swung on and hit it to center. Hit, <laughs> hit to center. It's good stuff. Hit it to center. I like There's that only guy. one result there. Um, yeah, man. And it's, uh, I, I mean, it's, it's going to be a topic that gets slaughtered in the next month. And it'll be Aaron Judge is the key to the Yankees' success. And guess what? He's not. It, it, he, if he is great, that's awesome. Um, and I hope he is. And, hey, you know what? I hope I'm wrong. I hope we're holding, you know, we're at the parade and Aaron Judge just went nuts and we're saying, wow, that, that was incredible. But when he is right, it changes everything. You don't think Judge is going to help the Yankees win a World Series? What was that? What was that? Not statement? what I said at all. You don't think he's a major factor the key. of the Yankees being good? Oh, I don't think he's the key, and that's what everyone's going to say for the next month. A Rod was saying it on the broadcast tonight. I think he's the key. I think if Judge is not, oh wow, uh, I no. think if Judge is not on the team or not performing at Judge's level, I think the World Series is very, very hard to get. I oh, think, no, I think we saw it last year. I mean, Mookie Betts, who had an incredible year for the Red Sox. I, I mean, as long as when, when your team is doing things right and all the Yankees are loaded with talent. I mean, we just we we've still got an I.L. team that's crazy talented. Like it when it, judges it, it when judges judge fall on Aaron the lineup. Judge. I think he likes that. And that's fine. I mean, every player wants that mentality. I mean, I think Gary Sanchez has that mentality that I can carry the team. I, I think, I, I, I think, think there's a yeah. lot of guys that feel I think that. I think when key. Giancarlo Stanton comes back, he feels that way. I, I don't think Aaron Judge will be the key if if he's not. You know, if he doesn't hit 350 with tons of power in the postseason, this Yankees team can still go on and be great and be fantastic. I mean, it's postseason baseball. It's so many things coming together. Uh, right right, right now, right. my keys are Paxton and Judge. Yeah, and I mean that's. Uh, I mean, just just think about that. What if Sevy comes back and he twirls and he's insane? What if Tanaka? Well, that wouldn't be right Tanaka? now. And the, the bullpen, the bullpen is going to pitch six innings a game and be lights out. There's, I mean, there's just so many factors that uh, if Judge wants that pressure and he wants to be a beast, knock yourself out. Um, but when he's special, it's it's unlike anyone else in the game, and it looks like this might be the start of one of those special streaks. Um, and I mentioned the whole thing about the bullpen catcher's dad, so he's he's a special dude. In his last uh, eight games, Judge is hitting 364 with three doubles and four homers. Thanks, Lindsey Adler, for that stat. Which, yep. I mean, if you didn't know he was going to go off at one time, that's on you. Anyone, if you were panicking and you really thought Judge wasn't going to go off, like, that's crazy. I can't believe people really thought that. I'm happy that I stood by it the entire time and said he's going to go off. So do you think he's fully healthy? Because I know you were on Team Oblique for a while. I don't know if there there was a sh strict change in approach the Cleveland series uh, where he was trying to pull the ball where he we didn't see him even try it before then right either he got fed up with the noise or like the taking it lightly or the approach 
But he pulled some balls in that Cleveland series, and then when he went to Oakland, he just kept doing it. And I think I think it was like a real like drastic where he said either I can do this now, I, I'm not, I don't know that, or he said fuck it, I'm doing this. You know what I mean? There was a drastic change where he started tr- attempting to pull the ball. Yeah, I'm I'm just the big old idiot. I I thought that the Orioles and the Blue Jays would would get him going. No, he was saving it for Oakland and the Dodgers. That's just me being dumb, though. You're dumb. Yeah, live dumb. Who's yeah. your pride of this pride of the Skankies? My pride of the Yankees is James Paxton. I am so happy to give it to James Paxton. What an nice. outing, man! I mean, his first inning, he came out and he was hitting ninety six. 97 and he was spotting his fastballs and off of that worked the slider cutter worked the knuckle knuckle curve it was really good pitching he had strategies uh, against batters you could see him climb the ladder on Bellinger you can see him walking the dog um, I forget who that was where he's you know threw a slider uh, twice low and away and then threw one even more low and away and just get him like pulling him on the leash to keep swinging like it was it was a, a plan and his crispness allowed him to stick to it looked really good i still think he gets up for bigger games um i maybe maybe something's different maybe he likes the mound maybe his leg is healed uh who knows what it is i think he does have a bit of that closer's mentality where he gets up for big games. I'm interested to see his next game because it's it's a uh, it's a game that I think he'll get up for going against the guy that got traded for him in his old ballpark. So that'll be interesting. But man, what an outing! He made Bellinger look silly a couple times, and maybe Bellinger just was going through a slump the same way Judge did, you know? Or maybe that was because of Paxton. It's probably both. What a performance. And to do that game one after the sweep in Oakland just amplifies it even more in my mind. It was like we needed a stopper. And you don't expect Paxton against the Dodgers against Ryu to be that stopper, dude. But he was. I mean, 6.2 innings pitched, two earned runs, 11 strikeouts. I was very happy with Paxton. Yeah, Jimmy, and he's having a pretty good August. He is five and zero in August, uh, so the team is also five and zero. Jakey stats coming at you, three five six ERA. Nothing too crazy, Jim. What if you do remember that the the one game in Cleveland, he had the two outs, and he was he was one out away from that classic kind of Paxton bounce back performance. That that skews it a little bit, but man, you're right. I I think. You know, going against his former mates, um, you know, you could see James Paxton walking away with a six and O August, which would be pretty insane. And I think a couple episodes we were talking about how James Paxton can still change how we look at him this season, and if we want to give him the ball in a playoff game. And right now he's working towards that man. Um, and when his stuff is right, it does look really good. I mean, eleven strikeouts versus the Dodgers. Um, and Jim, this this is just a little side note. Um, you know, we got three home runs off Kershaw today. That's only the second time this season he's given up three home runs. The other time was to the Toronto Blue Jays. Jim, know what also helps is like when you get to face a batter instead of a, a pitcher instead of a DH. Um, 
That's a nice that's a nice little perk for our pitching. Yeah. It ain't bad. It sucks. It's bad baseball. Mingo trying to show you up out there today. <sighs> didn't. He didn't. <laughs> um so yeah, Paxton was fantastic. Uh very interesting nice. in his next start. Where are you uh where are you at with Paxton? If the playoffs were tomorrow, you're like, all right, if he's game three or game four, roll it. Yeah, he definitely deserves to get a start. Um he's been better than he makes me feel. Right. His okay. results are better than how he makes me feel watching him. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like when you step back from the emotion, you're like, okay, that wasn't that bad, but it felt shitty for a little bit. Yeah. That um, first inning stuff is still gnarly. I still think he will get up for a big game. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I've thought that for a while. So I still kind of think that. I, I think that is pretty funny too. If if he finishes out the season pretty strong, you know he'll he'll probably end up having an ERA that's like four one something like that four two if he has a strong finish, um, and then like he can totally decide what Yankee fans really think about him come October and that's ain't that it? Ain't that's that's what you live for the Scott Brocious effect. Do do we remember how bad Brocious was in like ninety eight? I don't, James. No, because you just remember. The playoffs and how good about, he was. I think about his. I think about his bare hands pretty much every day. Ooh, there's a good. Oh sound wow! Board. You think anyone thinks about your bare hands? No. <laughs> oh my god, no. 1999. Scott Brocious had a 2.47 average and a 3.07 on base percentage, 7.22 OPS. You're not brutal. Well, not good at all. Guy's a bum. Yeah. In the is this the year is it, is this the correct year? In the postseason, had two home runs, a triple, five RBIs. It's the Padres. Yeah. So that's what Paxton. That's what Paxton is hoping for. He can fully redeem himself and come out of this season a hero. Like it's still on the table. <laughs> you get rid of five bad April May starts with one good October start. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get rid of them all so quick. All right. Who is your... You Yankee motherfucker. This is tough, Jim. Um, this is tough. We, uh, we had a nice winning series, which we did need. Um, you know, times would, times would be a little tougher if we lost this series to the Dodgers. My Yankee MFer, man. Ooh, putting me in a tight spot here. Okay. Oh, God. Going to get me in trouble. Actually, you know what? I? All right, Mike Talkman. It's Someone has to get it. He didn't have a good series. That's like all I have to say about it because I don't actually care. <laughs> uh, okay. Mike Talkman. That's how you, wow. give, that's how you give a Yankee MF or. Why'd you give it to him? Because you hate his guts? It's a bad series. And the other guy that was an option in my head, I think I gave him the MF for last week, so I didn't want to double up. <laughs> okay. Who's your Yankee MF-er? My Yankee MF-er is Didi. 
Wow. Two home runs in game one. I think uh, we I think we tie that game without controversy if Didi just takes the walk or gets a hit. Jansen was on the ropes, and he gave him an wow. easy out. Gave him an easy, easy out. You are going to get chewed up for this. I mean, it's a great series, and I think the biggest mistake that was made was Didi trying to lay down a bunt with two strikes in the ninth inning of a one-run game. I love Didi. His home run, his grand slam was fantastic. You're searching for motherfuckers. Can't really find anyone that did poorly. Led the team in RBIs this series. Uh, he took he took a hit by pitch for the team to get Mike Ford in so he could win game three. I mean, that's wow. I think it's the worst decision making in this series. Ooh. Oh. It's a, I, I agree with you. Didi did way more good than bad. But, hey, some guys didn't do any bad. You gave it to Mike Talkman just on a whim. I mean, wow. Wow. Nice. Good MFR. Yeah, nice. Regular old awards? Regular old awards, Jim. Yeah. Who should I give the first one to? Who needs it? Who wants it? I don't know. I am going to give my first award is the I don't want to wait in vain for your love award. That's a lot to type. I don't want to wait in vain for your love award. Okay, great. Got it. Yeah. It's in the books. You think this is your longest award of the season? It's got to be up there. And you could have potentially abbreviated them when you've typed them in before. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's oh, got to be I am there. not an abbreviation guy. You're the uh, acronym yeah. guy. You gave the uh, Jimmy Missed Me for Pride of the Yankees award. That was technically longer yeah. once. And, yeah, I think that's since your longest award. Wow, good job. Jimmy. Nice. The words, the wordsmith. Who gets the uh, "I don't want to wait in vain for your love"? So a, um, so a. Yeah, that's part of a, that's part of a Bob Marley and the Whalers song, uh, which has been stuck in my head ever since Jack Curry tweeted out that Romine was playing it um, like a week ago uh, yeah. in in the locker room. Jim, there was a special play today that you you mentioned in passing that I'd like to talk about. And the thing that jumped out in the replay were the veins from his neck. Brett Gardner in that catch in center field today. Um, you know, you mentioned that like that was a big play for Mingo. That really was. Uh, that ball doesn't get caught. We're, we're in a totally different ball game. And we love Brett Gardner. Uh, we, we haven't been shy of that in the good times and the bad <laughs> last year. In good times, in bad times. We'll be by your side forevermore Cause that's what Brett Gardner fans are for We we stood by Brett Gardner He's again playing center field Which <laughs> he's not supposed to be doing And he's doing a great job out there um, And Jim, he's just guardy he's, he's the heart and soul of the team You You had the pulse of the team 
A-Rod was calling him the heart and soul of the team. And Jim, those veins in his neck, man, those uh, those speak to the meathead in me. Those those speak to a lot of different parts of me. So I, I want to talk about Uncle Brett. And you know what he's been doing, Jim? And I, I, I thought about giving him an award that had to do with slapping, but that was probably going to get me in trouble with however I labeled the award. But Gardy's got that slap double swing the other way back. He's got, what, three of those in the past two series or something like that? Mm-hmm. Well, what so, about him going first to third? Did you talk about that already? I mean, that's like, I don't know. I think there's kids listening to this podcast, so I don't think they want to hear me talk about that. Okay. All right. I mean, it's beautiful. The overhead of him running first or third is so, like, it's a painting. He's painting a picture on the diamond. It should be on Cinemax from 2 to 4 a.m. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? You want Scott Brocious's hands with you? Those soft hands. Jeez. You fucking sicko. What have we been talking about? Well, we're talking about my first award, which is the best laid plans. Best laid plans. Best laid best plans. Best laid plans or no plans, they always say. Got the lefty pitching, Kershaw. Didi's in there. Two home runs, game one. Swinging a good bat. Yeah. Uh-oh. Gets hit in the shoulder. They have to take him out of the game. That moves Glaber to shortstop. Moves DJ to second base. Moves Mike Ford to first base. Another lefty going up against one of the best lefties to ever do it. Probably top 10 lefty to ever do it in baseball, I would guess. Every best player ever has an off game or an off pitch. Mike Ford steps in. Dude's a perennial quadruple A, triple A player. Didn't prep for the game. I wonder how much batting practice he took. Probably was sitting back thinking, thank God I don't have to face that guy. Steps up, hits a home run. Then later on, gets an RBI double. Your best laid plans, Jake, ain't always uh, ain't always what, what happened. That was awesome. Just an absolutely awesome moment for Mike Ford to say he hit a home run off Kershaw. And Jim, it kind of gets better. Because did you see... Because Kershaw called the pitching coach out to the mound, and it was after Judge hit his home run. Yeah, it was so, and Ford's it, first at-bat. Yes, and so everyone was speculating because LeMahieu and Judge hit home runs off the curveball, which doesn't happen to Clayton Kershaw. That They were like, oh, that, I, I wonder, he, he called out the pitching coach. It must be if the Yankees are sitting curveball or something made, like that. Made, made me laugh when Dave Roberts said what it was because it's so logical. And then Dave Roberts goes, "Oh, they, he he called out he called out the pitching coach because he didn't know the scouting report on Mike Ford at all." <laughs> it's just like, oh, oh that makes so that, much sense. That makes a ton of sense. And well, by the way, not for nothing. Um, I don't know. It's this is a little thing, but it's it's a little part of the reason Clayton Kershaw is good. I'm sure there's a lot of pitchers out there that would just see another a, a bench lefty coming up and say, I'm Clayton Kershaw. I'm just going to get this guy out. Clayton Kershaw won the scouting report. Uh, spoiler, didn't work out so great. Yeah, but um, maybe it would have been better if they didn't say throw him that high fastball. Mike Ford, man, what a good for him. Good for him. That's right. That's why he got the best laid plans award. 
Is he gonna is he gonna be able to stay in the roster till September one? No, nah, he probably goes down when Fort's back when Voit's back. That sucks. Yeah. You're not expect I mean you'd take Void over Ford. Right. But I mean if Wade hangs around and like Mike Ford is a week away from basically staying on the Yankees the whole season, you know. Well he'll be right back up. You think so? Like day one of September call ups? Why not? There's a lefty bench off the bat. They could just pop in if they need to. They're not going to ever need to, but, I mean, it doesn't hurt That's them. what I'm saying. Like, maybe they'll give them AAA at-bats in, like, the AAA playoffs and stuff. I don't know. They might do that, but then once those are done, he'll be out. Right, but that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I don't know. Maybe playing AAA instead of sitting the bench. Who knows? I, I, he'll be back. I mean, but I think he is down when Voight's up. Yeah, tough. What is your next award? James, my next award, it's one of my favorite awards. People tweet at me all the time. Clamor for it. They tweet at me all the time. Jake, please give out this award. It's it's our favorite award when you do it. Apparently, it's the Stepping Stone Award. Oh, wow. Apparently, I said yeah. a lefty bench off the bat earlier, which is... You did. I, I was going to say something, but I didn't want you to be mad. Did chat say something? Yeah, that's awesome. I love mixing up phrases. You're supposed to do it on purpose for you a joke. That. that was natural. Um, Jim, Stepping Stone Award. Yeah, Aaron it's Judge. A big one. It's the award James I'm known Paxton. for. The award I'm known for. Corey Gearin. Uh No, he, he got your pride of the Yankees. Uh, Jimmy, it goes to Glaber Torres. Ooh. Now you're going to make me say stuff I didn't want to say. Because, Jimmy, year to year, the stepping stone that he is taking to become a great Yankee player, the stats finally lined up for Jimmy. He... He is 15 plate appearances off from what he did last year. The home runs are up eight. The hits are up. The on-base percentage is up. The OPS is up 70-plus points. The strikeouts are down, um, which, again, normally with everything else going up, we wouldn't care about. Um, But I think that does show part of his growth as a hitter. He's 22, Jim. If if people have been listening and talking Yanks, they've been knowing that this is coming for a while because I wanted the stats to line up. He has made a, he has made the step. He's going to make another step next year. He's his defensive metric numbers are better. He's still a kid. He's getting better. Glaber Torres, my guy. Everything's fantastic. The offense is great. I think he's taking a step back on defense. I'm I'm getting rather tired of the of the easy errors. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. The the metrics are with him. Defensive metrics are, are what they are. Yeah, I don't um, count he's still him for bounce, anything, really. He's still, he's still bouncing back between second base and shortstop. But um, I feel like he dazzled us every now and then last year, like a lot of dazzling plays. I feel like he hasn't really dazzled us a lot this year. And there's still well, been I, I the mean, mental simple errors. Yeah, and I don't know. There's uh, We could go back to tapes of us last year saying we wanted him to be boring. Um, so, I mean, maybe, maybe there's a little of that mindset. Maybe it's just not getting the right balls to make, make those plays on. Yeah. He, he kicks a couple, but, um, I, I think that's part, it's part of this 
Glaber Torres growth process where in a couple years he'll either be locked into second base or shortstop and that'll be a part of his career. And uh I, I don't know. I think that's that comes with the stepping stone, Jim. Yeah. Yeah. Different use of stepping stone, because you're going good to more good. Uh yes, I went good to more good and the different use was also year to year, because normally you're uh uh, a a series to series stepping stoner. Don't call me that. I get enough. What did I say? I get what enough I of that. What did I say? I get enough. I get I'm enough. a bad guy. Oh, I'm a bad, I'm a bad guy. guy. Oh, I'm a bad guy. Oh. All right. Who's Who your else? final word? Get off my butt about it, okay? Wow. You and I'm- Scott Brocher's his hands, huh? You know what, dude? It's real tough with the relievers because I want to group them together because you didn't ind- take anyone individually. And I know you're going to call me out and stuff, but, dude, I, I'm giving the, the Four Horsemen Award to the Four Horsemen. It's boring. It's a great award. It's a great award. Like like you said, the Yankees flexed on them. They're like, guess what? This is what we got. Canely, I, I made the video of it because I loved it sprinting out from the from the uh bullpen sprinting out from the bullpen throwing three pitches one two three and then slowly walking to the dugout with king Kane or king khan on his back it's the most badass thing he sprinted to the mound threw three pitches and then slowly walked into the dugout and that was his day that was his outing it's badass. Go watch the video I put on Twitter. There's a glitch in it, which made me mad. I fucked that up. It's badass, man. Adovino was throwing straight wiffle balls. Wiffle balls. Insane witchcraft shit. Britain comes out and has a five-pitch inning, just rolls them all over. Rolls them over. Strikes out Muncie, roll over Bellinger, roll over, ground out, ground out. Chapman comes in, walks the first hitter. Oh, no, is he rusty? Well, he hasn't pitched in seven calendar days. No, never mind. He'll strike out the next three with ease. I mean, just flexed on him. It's awesome. It's it's a big time, and I, I think it's funny because what, what we're about to say, people want to roll with more, but, you know, in the matchup of these two teams – you know, the Dodgers, they have these crazy starting pitchers. Well, guess what? Uh, we we took care of Ryu big time. We did what we do against Kershaw. And then what? We showed our bullpen, and they were mean. Uh, like, you could, we could do a full podcast on whose performance was more impressive. Canely sprint and three-pitch strikeout. Adovino throwing Frisbees. I like I'm team Britain because he just threw those bowling balls up there. And then I, Oh, here comes Chapman to strike out the side after his walk. Like we could do a full 50 minutes on whose whose performance was better. Yeah. That was awesome. Who are you leaning right now? Sounds like you're leaning Canely. Oh, Chapman. No, it's so funny. Chapman it's so, like it's, Chapman gave them the walk, and they're like, "Oh, maybe we can do something." We are the walk off kings. Yeah, you know, Dodgers fans are ready for a walk off. They should be. They walk off all the time. Yeah, and Chapman lead, lead off walks, lead to runs, and then Chapman just you think he threw like one slider to uh, Hernandez, and the rest he just fucking blew fastballs by him. 
I was laughing so hard when Canley came out of the bullpen because it's so funny, guys like him and Swisher, who, not that there's a ton of guys in that bucket, but you know who you're talking about. You even have one or two of them in your friends groups. But just something as small as Players Weekend, you know Canley. With the King Khan on his jersey, he was just going to have even more than he normally And he has. faced King Jock. Yeah. They both had king, king on their backs, and he just one, two, three'd them. Dude, it was, it was cool. And then to slow walk off. Like, okay, work's oh. over. Good day at the office, huh? Yeah. That was a breeze. Who the hell's this Withack guy out of the Yankees bullpen? Oh, I didn't pronounce it like that when I read your tweet. I just read it. Who the hell's this with a K guy? That's no, different. You got it's different when you yeah, say with act. That's the whole joke. Yeah, I missed it. I didn't get it. With act. With act attack. Something. Got anything else? So we got we got a a fun matchup. Justice Sheffield versus James Paxton on the third game of the Seattle series. For me, the big if we win and I, Jimmy, I actually I'm looking up the pitching matchups right now. For me, it's game one, um, and now that I'm seeing it's Hap, uh, yeah, game one is big. It's Hap um, first, but bull, I think Hap if, first bullpen day. I think if we win game one, I think it's a sweep. I, I really do. Um, but I'm I'm interested to see. I mean, Paxton. I think he shoves against his old team just to do it. Um, and I think we're both kind of rooting for a fireworks show off of Sheffield. And then Jim, you actually probably love Game Two, right? Your guys, Tanaka versus is Kikuchi. it Kikuchi? Oh, they're facing off against each other. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a big game for Tanaka too, because big Japanese market for Seattle. Like Seattle, oh, Japanese, wow. so Japanese is going to shove. What's that? Tanaka's going to shove. Yeah, I mean in Japan they had Seattle was prime time cuz Ichiro for a while and then the Yankees for yeah. months, you know, and so I think that's I mean they've talked about that before. I I think So that's what I'm saying. I mean Tanaka, we've got his reason, Paxton against his old team. As long as Hap gives us something game they're one. Fun, I they're fun. They're fun matchups, dude. The two Japanese pitchers going against each other and then the two guys that got traded for each other going against each other like it means nothing in the grand scheme of things, but for three hours, it's going to mean everything. Fucking Paxton versus Sheffield. And Sheffield, guys, he got demoted to double A and pitched, I don't know, 10 games in double A. Then they just called him back up. And he had like a, not a great outing versus the Blue Jays. Uh, four innings pitch, seven hits, three earned runs. He hasn't been good. I don't know why they called him back up. They hard for pitching. He's on the 40-man. It, it seems like they got an injury, and he's on the 40-man, so he's up. Yeah, and I, I think, um, I, I don't know, I think you're the triple-A, double-A thing there, I think sometimes like that can just be working with a coach. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily think it was a, like, oh, you, you need to be facing double-A. You're not good enough uh, for triple-A. Well, I, I, I mean, his, the three games before he got sent to double-A, he gave up seven earned runs, five earned runs, then eight earned runs, and then they sent him down to double-A. So I, I think it was definitely performance-based. Yeah, no, but I, I think, you know, that I, I heard something about the double-A pitching coach down there. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what he's got. I mean, it, 
again, Justin Sheffield, he's he's been waiting for this moment. Um, we'll see. I think uh, uh, I I don't know. I think game. Give me game one, and I think we're uh, we're five and four on the roadie. Well, Kikuchi did shut us down last time we saw him. Pine tar kid. So, pine tar. All right, that ends the show. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Rate, review, subscribe. Tell Jake he sucks. And uh, check the, check out the pregame show tomorrow or later today, whenever you're listening to this, and we will be talking about the lineups and the matchups and homer draft and over-unders. Voicemails. Oh, and then voicemail ups tomorrow as well. We're going to record that after the pregame show before the game starts. Because nice. it's a 10 p.m. start. So Cool. All right. Thanks, guys. See you later. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees. <laughs>